0: This is Lead Stories. I'm Beatrice Lead, and it's the day before the big election, and so we will talk about that. Um, I just wanted to ask you a question. The whole program is predicated on that. Tomorrow is election day. Are you, listen to the words well, are you prepared to vote? based on where candidates and their parties stand on issues that matter to you. Let me repeat the question. Tomorrow is election day. Are you prepared to vote based on where candidates and their parties Stand on issues that matter to you. There are some other pieces of information that go with the question, but that's the question. Eight 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 seven four four eight 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 is the number to call, and we'll be taking a slightly different look at how we relate to this question of elections Uh, and whether the electorate is actually ready and and properly informed and they have particular concerns are these concerns and questions Reflected in all this campaigning that we've been dealing with so far, or are you not? And that comes into the general question of what, therefore, is important to you? What is your issue that you haven't heard a thing about so far? Or maybe you've heard something, but you, you're not in, uh, in sync with these um, candidates canvassing all over the place, but they still manage not to address the issues that you deem very important. And the question that follows that is, how could you vote? Matters of great importance to you are not being discussed. Share with us what some of those uh, issues are, if you haven't heard anything about them. And let us know what is your disposition right now, or as we get closer to the magic hour of voting. 888-874-4888 888-874-4888 is your number to call. You know, when we talk about voting in the United States, it follows a predictable pattern. Weeks before the date of the election, uh, there's a lot of activity. People appearing all over the place and uh, news conferences and Reports are put out, and it's a lot of lot of movement. A lot of, as they say in the old days of the the song, a whole lot of shaking going on. But does it include about the, the things that matter to you and to your community? Could you give us a clue? When these things are done, you know it's good that they are reaching out and trying to talk to people and all of that. But what is important? What's missing from what they're talking about? You have any way of sharing that with us? Yes, you do. You have the program. So let's hear what as a possible voter particularly concerns you in this voting cycle. Have you heard any discussion about it? Do you have any idea why these things did not appear on the, the programs that these people are appearing on? Who are they talking to? Are they talking to you? Or... Are they not talking to you? If they were talking to you, what would they have been talking about? It's a very simple question, but it's a very direct question. Yes. Big deal. Elections. Everybody is excited. Well, nearly everybody is excited. But we do have to ask some questions because there's some things missing. And for many people, this is a problem. Some people don't care as long as the main topic somehow gets, uh, addressed, they're, they're happy, but That is, if their idea of the main topic is the same idea of the people running for office. So I want to know, in all of the hubbub, for the months that we have heard the hubbub, were you, in fact, addressed by the candidates especially in terms of your unique uh, your unique concerns. And how does that shape what you might be about to do tomorrow in terms of voting? 888-874-4888. Let's hear what you have to say. I don't see anybody yet, but... I may be having a a technical issue i, I wouldn't put it past me that I' am having a technical issue, but I don't see any names yet um Should you please set, let me know is that uh, is there anybody on the line at the moment? no callers yet, you
1: Teresa. I'll let you know if you do.
0: okay, thank you. Well, no callers yet, which means. You're waiting to hear what somebody else is going to say. Oh, come on, you have your own ideas. You have your own thoughts and we want to hear them. I mean, you know, if we are on the at the eve of the election, tomorrow is a big day and it comes down to people casting a vote for all kinds of reasons, but mostly Their minds are made up or they have made up their minds based on information released publicly to them via the media and perhaps newspapers and so forth. And can everybody say that it has been my experience that during elections, you find absolute truth, proof of how bifurcated our society really is. People might be showing up at things, uh, you know, speeches and so forth, but in the meantime, they are not actually being spoken to. The speakers are not relating to them and their concerns. They don't even care to know what their concerns are. Ed from Queens, you start us off today. Hey, good, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Ed.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> how are you doing? How you doing?
0: Uh, I'm hanging
2: in. I hear you. Uh, ditto. We're at that time of year again. And uh, to your question, no, they're not speaking to me at all. I mean, no one's addressing the real the real cause of inflation. No one's addressing the uh, the high cost, increasing cost of living in New York. No one's addressing uh, any type of real solutions as far as crime is concerned as far as reaching into the urban neighborhoods and having programs to reach the youth, having programs to reach those disenfranchised individuals. There's a lot of talk of, abor- of, uh, of abortion and uh, whether you're for it or against it. There's a lot of talk of not, of defeating the Trump acolytes and Trump in general, but um, there's no one in this, there's no one in this electoral uh, Campaign process that's really addressed any of the issues that I think are important as far as uh, being
0: a new local. I'm hearing some, some, some talking in the background. Is that just an echo or is that somebody actually talking in the background? <laughs> no, I think that's an echo. It's not the... Okay. So they're not talking to you. <laughs> if they were talking to you, no. what would they be talking about? As a potential voter. Well,
2: the high cost of living. Say again? So uh-huh. well, uh, addressing the high cost of living. Addressing this uh, inflation caused by the government and and, and lack of control of prices on on these major corporations. Addressing uh, adequate health care. Uh, you know, how can how can we get some type of affordable or free health care for the young population, addressing the real causes of crime, which have to do with lack of employment, poverty, um, the, the lack of opportunity, lack of education, addressing the city and, and, and urban neighborhoods on that level, instead of just talking about bail reform and, 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 and defunding of the police and all, this other, all these garbage topics that they throw out there to distract your attention. And there there's no politicians that are really dealing with anything. And the fear of Trump. I'm sick and tired of the fear of Trump. Trump Trump like, oh, so you can't that's for Trump, that guy's for Trump. He, he this has too much too much power in the political process. And the media the media, the 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 politicians are all feeding into him because he's a good excuse. But I'm tired of voting against something. I want
0: something to vote for. Mm -hmm. If, in fact, this is what you have come up with on the eve of a major election, are you inclined to vote or not vote? Well, like I've told you before, I
2: believe I exercise the franchise. There are some ballot referendums that are on the there are referendums that are on the back of the ballot, as far as pertaining to uh, some 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 civil, some uh, equal rights initiatives in New York and some amendments uh, to the New York Constitution that we'll vote for. But uh, other than that, you know, I mean, I, I'll, I'll write in some candidates, but I'm i I'm a down ballot b- voter. I'm not. Uh, I'm not overwhelmed with the governor. Mm. I'm not overwhelmed with any other Senate possibilities. And New York is pretty much democratic territory. So, I mean, you, you, your vote is really, there's not really much of a selection per se, as far as candidates. This is demo. This is donkey times.
0: Well, thanks for getting us started today. And in typical Ed fashion of <laughs> giving us a surprise answer really, um, it's not a typical answer. And I like that. Because you bring in other elements that people should be considering when talking about how they're going to vote. Thanks, Ed, for calling in. Gwen from New York is on the air. Hello, Gwen. Hello, Gwen.
3: Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Okay. So I was saying that I I, I think this the slow enthusiasm at the beginning of the show is reflective of how people feel about voting tomorrow. And I feel that I feel that I'll probably vote for my favorite candidate again. I'll, I'll probably be voting for myself, and I'll write myself in. <laughs> and the the reason why is because um, <clears throat> there are two candidates that are running for the governor, and uh, I feel really kind of terror from both of them. Uh, I think this guy Zeldin uh, is kind of a lunatic uh, in, in that he, his very close relationship with Donald Trump makes me feel very uncomfortable. And I think this, this Kathy Hochul, uh, is also somebody to be feared, feared, but in a different way. It's much more passive-aggressive because she has some very scary um, programs that she's tried to put together regarding um, people getting uh, vaccinated. And um, so neither one of them are really appealing to me. Um, I, 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 I don't think I've ever jumped over and voted for a Republican before, but it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty boring election. Uh, I don't really feel um, either one of them. I, I just, I just want to tell you that tomorrow, uh, last night, I went to the grocery store, and strawberries in in my local grocery store, not not at the Whole Foods or anything like that, are now nine ninety nine, and eggs are five dollars and fifty cents. And so, when we don't hear anybody talking about this specifically you know, something's really missing because these are the bread and butter issues for people that live here in, in New York City and we are really struggling. And uh, so really nobody's talking about that. Um, they talk about things in, in generalities. I do know a lot of the people that Hochul has put around herself and I know them personally and I find it alarming that she didn't check anybody's background to see what they can do. No, um I I won't say I don't know everybody, but some of the candidates that she has partnered up with are people that um, are invested in keeping the status quo, that are very, uh, very good when it comes to gentrification, very good about clearing out the neighborhood, but always standing in front of you speaking in, in Spanish to let you know, how they, they stand with you, but you better get the hell out of your apartment. Um, we've got uh, another guy who has uh, a, a criminal background who uh, during during the actual uh, running for office has done criminal things, and she brought him in too. So it makes me a little, little nervous about her lack of judgment. And I think it's not her lack of judgment. I just think that she is just propped up there like most of them and, and, and gets people brought to her to make it look good. You know, you want to get the black vote, you want to get the Puerto Rican vote. So put these two stooges next to you so you can get, you know, you can get that vote. So it's really, it's really, um, a kind of a cynical thing now to vote. And, um, even when you do vote, you do know that these people really have nothing to do with the policies they're about to enact. It is much bigger, uh, people behind them. Um, and I have to say to you, I don't really know what you can do. I mean, in, in a case like New York city where, um, you know, everything is getting torn down, the churches in Harlem are being torn down, there, there's nothing that's any kind of sacred ground anymore. And you can't really go up against these people because so many of them, of these businesses are, are, you know, uh, organized crime. And it is, do you want to die? You know do you want to die for 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 not you know for 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 calling them out and saying no, you can't just tear down these gigantic swaths of of, of historic buildings or or neighborhoods it's It's a scary thing, so I mean I, I do want to give credence to that. It's a tough tough um, tough business in New York going after the, some of the businesses in New York, but it's really um, I, I don't have any kind of um, enthusiasm tomorrow about going down and voting. Um, i have I have more i feel bad that I have um kind of apathy and trepidation about doing it and um so you know i'll go i'll show up but it's it's you know and I, and i I'm, I'm not necessarily looking for anybody to you know uh, do it for me. I just wish I could hear somebody that um inspired me a bit you know to to make me feel like okay, I can get on that train. There's some. There so very few people that have ever inspired me. I was inspired by Bernie Sanders really deeply when he was running, but you know I've lost that now because I feel that he's backed the war in Ukraine and I can't really get behind that. So that's it for, for where I'm coming from. Are you surprised
0: that these many years have passed and still there's no change in terms of how elections? should register with people who are being asked to vote
3: no i'm I'm not surprised because it's it's so hard to get a candidate out there without you know somebody killing them for for making significant changes i mean you know franklin roosevelt was was somebody who made significant changes now maybe maybe he didn't make all the changes but he made significant changes, and he made a lot of good changes for a lot of people that really needed it at the time. He stood up to the banks. Nobody stands up to the banks. Hell, you get in bed with the banks. You get right in bed with them, and, you know, you, 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 you protect them. That is what we do. John Kennedy, he tried to stand up, and he was knocked off. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know in this country. I mean— you know, uh, people are surprised that Pelosi's house was broken into, and they they went after her husband. Uh, but I mean, people uh, in this country, and I'm not saying that she's a mover or a shaker. I'm, I, I'm saying that, as a matter of fact, it's kind of a different uh, violence that we're seeing now. It's a more, um, it's a more homegrown violence. It's a more. I'm so frustrated, and, and that I just. I'm going to break into your house or I'm going to break into the White House. I'm, you know, and and misguided, too. I think so many people are misguided. They don't even know what they're fighting for. But I, I and I tell you, many people do think there's going to be a revolution, but it will not be started by the left, because for the most part, what I've learned about the left and I always consider myself a lefty is the left stands down. They will stand down and they will do whatever big government tells them to do. I mean, even this, this crap with Twitter, you know, I, I heard this morning on Amy Goodman, they, they couldn't talk long enough about all the horrible things that might get said on Twitter. I mean, it's called free speech, but it's part of the Constitution. And, and then this jackass that bought Twitter. The first thing he does is he censors somebody the minute they use their free speech. So, so they're not going to be any free speech there. But, I mean, it's really, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around you know, kind of the double speak of the left because for years, you know, I've been listening to WBAI and I and I always thought that it would be the left that would if there was going to be some kind of revolution or some kind of you know stand up and fight it was going to be the left. But it's not going to be the left. It's going to be the right, and it scared me because a lot of people on the right are just go, are just fighting because they're uh, they've got a lot of racism and they're they're angry about things that you know. Th- that they're not making me angry somewhere in the middle. We might meet when it comes to the COVID thing, but um, I'm not sure if that's the leading reason to get out there and fight over anything. I don't even know why they, uh, and when I listened to those um, uh, January six tapes on TV, it seemed like people didn't even know why they were in the white house breaking in. They really didn't know why they were there. They were just there. They just wanted to push in some walls and get mad, but, but nobody was speaking with any specific, uh, any specific reason. They were just mad. So, and I do think actually, that the country is mad. I also think I, I mean angry when I say mad. Um, I also think it's it's very reflective here in New York City. I mean, I don't think that it's just going to be some you know youth program. It's going to stop youth from going into the subway or anybody from going into the subway and throwing somebody onto the tracks. People are angry, really angry. and I think I think we should do a, a deep dive into it and try to figure out, you know, what, what the root of this is and how we can mitigate it. You know, I mean, it's there. Mm. It, it, this wasn't happening before. This, this, this was not happening before. It just recently started to happen. What's why it's happening? Thanks,
0: Gwen, for getting straight to the point, and it's so different, really. Thanks so much for raising it. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce from Los Angeles, you're on the air. At 888-874-4888. Hello, Bruce. Hi.
1: You can hear me okay,
0: right? I'm sorry? You can hear me okay? <laughs> I answered your question without even knowing it. Ah, it's got a little interference,
1: but we go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll make it through. I don't understand what you're saying. I just asked if you can hear me. Yes,
0: we can hear you.
1: There's right. some interference,
0: but we can hear you.
1: Oh, you had some in- okay. Um, my comment's going to be, I think, uh, kind of off. Excuse the me. Track, do you and...
0: have a radio or something on in the background?
1: Uh, the heater is on. Okay, but no, that's there's the nothing, radio. No, there's nothing. Huh?
0: Okay. I keep hearing another.
1: Voice speaking. <laughs> well, that's got to be. I'm losing it. I don't have anything going on here. I don't even hear okay. it here. So I think okay, I'm hearing in your end of- some
0: other conversations seeping into your conversation. Okay, so tell us what you're thinking today. What are you prepared to do tomorrow as a voter, as a would be voter?
1: I'm not sure yet. Where I'm coming from is there's a a lockdown on control of everything. And um, the first thing I think of is how Ralph Nader was not allowed to be involved in the debates. And he wasn't even allowed to be in the audience. And so the control of everything is like that, the media. I mean, this is old information for you guys. But um, I think the bottom line is information, where people are getting their information from. Uh, But I think it's all just controlled. I don't trust anything I hear, uh, commercials, mailers, uh, interviews. I just don't trust anything now. So, um, as far as where I'm, going to, what I'm going to do tomorrow, I'm going to have to think about it. Um, I just don't think anyone really tells the truth. We have uh, a guy running for uh, mayor here in LA, and uh, he's a billionaire, and he recently switched to being a Democrat. And, I mean, it sounds like an old hat trick that they pull where they kind of switch to draw in the votes, and then uh, their um, their decisions in office are based on the Republican agenda. So um, this guy is plastered all over the um, – his commercials are all over the TV – we get tons of mailers from him, his opponent, hardly anything. The only, Mostly all I hear about his opponent, opponent is a neg- negative stuff because they're his commercials, so it's all this negative stuff about her. I don't really know about these people. Uh, I wouldn't even um, considering having uh, any kind of um, opinion about them without knowing who they are and what they've done. I haven't really had time to to look into all this. And like I said, I'm not really listening to anything that's going on. Um, Let's see, information, control, I think those are the two main points I wanted to make. Because I don't think anyone really knows what's going on. And everyone just votes according to what they're told.
0: As, and as much as you're being bombarded with information, quote unquote, you still feel you really don't know what the heck is going on.
1: I don't know the people. I I feel like I do know what's going on because I listen to PRN. I listen to Gary Knoll. That's the main source for me. Um, there's some others, but... Um, I feel like I do know what's going on to a certain extent. But the people that are running for office, I would have to dig a lot deeper for that. I used to actually have a source on uh, KPFK out here. Um, My favorite program, uh, um, Lila Garrett, was on Monday mornings, 7 in the morning and near near, uh, election time she would be she would have certain people she would interview to help give direction and i kind of was uh depending on that but she died uh right at the beginning of covid i don't even know what she died of but um i haven't really found any source like that i really trusted what she had to say and her guests so what were your, other so questions your, your,
0: your, in, your, uh, basic over, I mean, outlook on the handling of elections, what would you say? And does it prepare the voter? Does it, you know, address some of the concerns that voters may tend to have? or is it they are basically telling you what to think and you're on your own
1: I don't know how to answer that. I'm not sure I understand what your question was. Are you
0: as a voter exposed to all these different media outlets what Therefore, do you now think about the role of media outlets with respect to voting and influencing the way would be voters might be thinking and therefore acting
1: media outlets? You're talking about like,
0: yeah, any media outlet that you listen to or watch.
1: I still don't know how to answer that. Okay. There was something I wanted to mention. You asked about issues that that we have, right? Are they being addressed, right? Yes, that's a question. Yeah. Um, I have a major issue that uh, I'm up against, and I'm really surprised I haven't heard anything about it anywhere i hear a lot about uh, renters and moratoriums on on raising the rent and there's a lot of concern about that but i was illegally evicted and i'm sure there's a lot of people oh, on well you're getting into a personal thing now and that's well, of because my concern is about being price gouged in storage facilities that are raising it by $150 okay. every six months.
0: But let me say to you, Bruce, you're know, outside of the prescribed area that we we have called Yeah, that's out what for I said our in, in the beginning, that it would be... Today.
1: Yeah. I know so, that that's my main concern right now because I, I'm kind of falling off the cliff with with all of this. But thank you for calling
0: in. You did make a contribution to our discussion today, and I thank you for that. And hopefully on another day we'll hear from you, and you'll be in sync with what we're talking about. Thanks so much for calling. (laughs)
1: I'm never in sync
0: with anyone. (laughs) Peter from New York, you're on the air. Hi.
4: 888-874-4888. Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Eutrice? Yes, I can. Oh good, good. Um, yeah, I think that the uh, major issue that um almost all of the candidates are ignoring are a peace. Uh namely with uh well of course there are many wars going on, but this Ukrainian Russian war is the biggest because the U.S. is sending uh, so many military weapons over there, and uh, the nature of the uh, conflict is uh, so heavily—they're uh, they, using so much artillery, uh, so many, uh, so much rocketry, so many explosives. Uh, pretty. Uh, it's Pretty much beyond the capability of the U.S. military to do what the Russians have been doing, but um, I think that uh, all of these explosives are causing um, an acceleration of our global uh, global warming. Um, this okay, November, we understand that. States,
0: Could you come to the subject at hand? Which is the subject at hand, as I understood it. Do you feel prepared as a would-be voter to do a good job that the voter does tomorrow?
4: uh, Well, I I think that what the the, uh, candidates are uh, addressing are pretty much uh, irrelevant to the real concerns at hand. And the real concern at hand is or One of the major concerns at hand is is that uh, they should be advocating to um for peace. We should have a, a state department that has actually has diplomats who work toward peace rather than war. And um uh, so we have a real problem with when uh, our so-called progressives are pretending that this uh Ukraine situation is is simply a matter of supporting a democracy, but they're not a democracy. They're a, an incredibly corrupt um, neo-Nazi um, political structure over there, and that is.
0: I could sense you're very strong. You have very strong views on the subject. I do. But I really would like you to. Pay attention to the subject at hand, and that is, do you feel as a would-be voter or as a probable voter that you are adequately prepared to, to cast your vote on whatever the subject matter might be? But do you feel that you have enough information to make full use of your vote?
4: I don't have enough information to make full use of my vote and I don't think uh, most people have enough information and I think that the uh, the highly propagandistic uh, mass media is not supplying the the relevant information the the most important information that we should be aware of
0: and that is What?
1: Uh, Pettlements to
0: peace or war or the United States is is not doing to promote uh, peace all over the world? And
4: most definitely. And we're in the process, the the country, the elite of this country are in the process of pushing us into World War III. I mean, this is... I don't think we, I don't think we need uh, nuclear warfare. I think that the the Ukrainians and the Russians, the Ukrainians with uh, plenty of help from NATO and and the U.S. are doing a bang up job on supplying them with lots of weapons that are. And I, I know I said it, and that you're not fond of hearing it, but I think they're uh, accelerating global warming, pul- pulverizing all kinds of. Um,
0: uh, soil okay. uh, and, and building materials and so you're on. But you're drifting and away from, from our focus, if you don't mind me saying so. Sure. I, I that, could understand that you have strong views on particular things. We yeah. are necessarily going a little bit broader than you, you are going today to take a look at how or if. People casting a vote tomorrow are sufficiently informed and prepared to do so and and why uh,
4: no, I don't think that people most people are sufficiently
0: informed, and even
4: for those who are sufficiently informed they don't there are we don't have the candidates who are addressing the important issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, there certainly are others. Medicare for all, that's another important issue that they're not addressing. There are many thank
0: important you very much. That the candidates at hand. Thank you, are Peter, not for calling in and uh, oh, contributing sure. today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank and you. I'll hear from you more regularly, too. Oh, okay. thank Brother, you. Brother David from Brooklyn is next. You're on the air. Oh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Good afternoon.
5: I look, I'm, I'm looking at the question and I uh, must admit I did send in my ballot I early uh, voted uh, absentee ballot and uh, even though I voted and I don't belong to any party I am not under any illusion that uh, solving the problems And uh, what is good for the people, the masses of people who live in this country, the 99% is going to be solved by some kind of voting system to give the energy of uh, the people into a system that does not work for them. So as far as I can see, uh, just running out to vote, and a system that was designed uh, by the ruling elite uh, many years ago and is still in effect is going to change anything. Because, as far as I'm concerned, the elite control the country. Uh, we're the 99 percenters and they're under the 1 percent and they run things no matter with a uh, uh, system that is ridiculous where you have only two viable parties, Uh, the the Republicans and Democrats, is going to change anything. So, as far as I'm concerned, uh, this is a scam, an illusion, to think that the people, uh, by just running out and pulling a lever in some voting booth, are going to change anything, because the people do not run the country. The elite runs the country, that fraction of 1%, and they're going to do what they want to do for their own profit. So if the expectation, they're going to make it comfortable for people in the the masses, uh, that 99% or more, uh, that's laughable, because they don't care about the 99%. They only care about one thing, Maintaining order among the 90 percent, whatever it takes, jails or police or whatever, and doing their things that they do around the world, which is uh, practicing uh, being the the, uh, the owners of an empire, the American empire that involves itself in people all over the world for the benefit of of those who are in the leadership of this place. So if you can entertain people with these Republican and Democrat elections, and make people think that they're going to change that way, uh, you get a good laugh, because things will stay the same, Republicans and Democrats, they're both bad, and that's what you're going to get unless you take some other actions.
0: But you leave no room at all between the Democrats and the Republicans and perhaps anybody else from a different party wishing to run. Uh, Has it become that bad?
5: uh, Well, the the point is, I, I try to get right to the point. When you have a situation like this, the ruling class knows that the way to handle this is you play the people. And they are masters at playing the people. That's what divide and rule is about. So all the ways you can play the people, you know, like uh, uh, women's uh, right to control their bodies or whatever you can think of that will divide people and play them, they got a big laugh out of it because they don't care anything about that. If those people say, oh, they don't want women to have the right to their own health care, they laugh because the women in their family can get any health care they want. So the point is, this is all about playing the people to maintain control of the ruling class. If you talk about Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he did things that uh, he had to do to take the pressure off. He had socialists, unions, communists, and whatnot leaning on uh, people he didn't want to vote, but when the time came, things were reversed. Look at the uh, uh, Taft Hartley Act. Uh, That could have been reversed many, many times by Democrats who control both houses of Congress. They didn't turn that back. The point is, this is all about. Playing the game, playing the people, keep them under control, and go on your road towards imperialism and controlling all the countries in the world, including Europe, uh, for those who rule. And that's what we have here. So I don't get mixed up in all this partisan politics between these two groups, uh, two groups of crooks. Republicans and Democrats, but I do go and vote. So I don't think that's going to have that much change until some other things happen, uh, get so bad that people do something else.
0: Thank you, Brother David, for calling in and giving us something to think about today. E from Edgewater, you're next, and uh, you probably would be the last one today because we're getting close to the Hi, magic H-more.
6: hour. Hi, Eudrice. good afternoon.
0: How you doing? Good afternoon to you.
6: I just have a suggestion. Uh, when you start the show, could you please say today's date so we know it's a it's a new show? Some because the last since the hurricane, sometimes they play a repeat, and then maybe that's why people are slowing calling in because they're not sure if it's a new show or old show and also when people are on waiting to talk to you you have to remember we're on speakerphone listening and our computers are are toned down and then when we get on we have to go off the speakerphone so there's no echo and you don't hear anything in the background those two suggestions might help us keep the, the show going smoothly
0: thank you thank you very much
6: Okay, so I think David from Brooklyn, I'm glad to hear him sounding so strong again. I'm sorry uh, for the people didn't come to his aid that he thought was going to come to his aid, but he was able to overcome his problem on his own like he's done through his whole life. So more power to you, David. I love you. Uh, he got us to third base. I'm going to try to get us home here. Because I see this uh, system, (laughs) uh, uh, and I said it six years ago, and I'm still saying it now, we have a one-party system that is designed to divide us up into three different camps. The one camp is if you support Republicans, then you're like supporting a Hitler-like figure. They're using Donald Trump to divide us all up into three camps. You support the Republicans, then you're supporting Trump. So everybody who wants to be called a racist will then have to be called that if they support the Republicans. And if you don't want to be called that, then you support the Democrats, which are destroying the country uh, for the last two years with all these prices going crazy. So, so you, you don't know what to do. And, uh, you, you know, when two years ago, we sh- was certain that We had to get Trump out of there and got to go with the Democrats and now see what's happened. They used us to uh, facilitate this system of getting us into this position of how divided up we are now. Six years ago, when Trump was running against Hillary, things weren't like this, were they? We've been through a pandemic and all kinds of problems. We're headed for another hurricane over here, and everybody is against each other, and this is just what they want. That's how the one-party system works. No matter which side you go for, you're going to be doing something wrong. And then if you're in the third camp like me, which uh, you're not going to buy into either one of those things because I'm not going to partake in something like that. It doesn't make any sense for me to partake and be called a racist or supporting the Democrats and allowing the country to become what it is now here by their super systems, uh, uh, by the by the their uh, platforms that make no sense. I mean, we have this guy Biden; he doesn't know even how to speak. He, it's, just, it's just it's a it's a travesty. And then and then if you don't support him, then you're stuck with the insane uh, Hitler man. <laughs> so. How, how could we win in this kind of a
0: thing? It's not possible. So I take it that you won't be voting tomorrow.
6: Well, I, I haven't voted in my life yet, and I'm, and I'm certainly not going to be encouraged to vote as I'm seeing this thing get worse and worse and us getting more and more divided by partaking in what they want us to partake in. We should be coming out in the street, but I know I'm in the third camp where there's very few of us, and I, I can't convince my own relatives and, and people that I think are on my side, I can't convince them of anything that I'm saying. They're, they're, they're so caught up. With the computer. If I say we should have never accepted television, there everybody laughs at me. What are we going to do without television? Imagine trying to, trying, my parents trying to convince me that when I'm 10 years old, I can't watch t- TV. It was the greatest thing we thought, but it's not so great because it was a mind control tool, just like college, to separate us. The rich get the best jobs, go to the best uh, universities. So they said, we need college to become mandatory. Just like high school was mandatory into the 50s, if you needed to wanted to take a city job, you had to have a high school diploma or an equivalency diploma. Now mandatory is you got to go to college. And why would they want that system to be? Because if only rich people were going to college, then they'd be competing against each other. If they could get all of us idiots to go uh, get into debt, and go to community colleges here and there, and all these small, neg- they're sending their kids to Penn State and this great, and all the jobs that are going to be coming from all these richer colleges, then we're, we're always going to be under the, the, the heel of them. It's just, it's, they've used every kind of thing they can use against us. And we're so dumb, we're like second graders. Remember when we are in the second grade, our parents told us, go to school, pay attention, don't act up in class, participate, do a good job, and everything will work out good for you. Yeah, we fell for it. And now people are seeing, they worked their whole lives, their whole careers, and now look where they're at. They, they don't have freedoms to go anyplace anymore. They're under all kinds of rules. They're watching the country fall apart. And because they bought into the system, and once you invest four years of your life and hundreds of thousands of dollars towards an education, you're not just going to say, oh, this was bad, and now I'm not going to support it anymore. Oh, they're going to they're stick with it and keep supporting the system. Well, all these things are very hard for me to explain, you, Trees, in five minutes, but I do the best I can for what
0: i have you did very well you did very well in communicating what you're feeling
6: sometimes i have to like get angry but i don't mean to it's just that they got me in this place now i'm just seeing all the good people are getting trampled on and i just don't like it and maybe i should have been born in 1300, and I would have been with William Wallace, <laughs> and we would have been revolting
0: against the king. In the 1300s. God, would have I don't think and so. We, we I'd love to, to hear what you have to say, even in the 1300s. <laughs> thank
6: you. Thank you. You're a dear, Patrice, yeah. and I love you. I love everybody. Thank out you so there. much. E, All right. Thank you for calling in
0: and contributing and making us think, and for some, making us rethink. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of the program today. And as you can see, you ask a question, and sometimes it touches the nerve uh, of people who don't have a chance to express it but it is so relevant. It's so true. And all the more reason as this election day comes around to question, why aren't we engaging in these discussions nationally? Why are we not causing this kind of dialogue and listening carefully the pros, the cons, the in-betweens, and having all of that bear down on our own views and see where we fit, if we fit anywhere. So tomorrow, millions of people would be going to vote, but what are they voting for? If you were to ask them and more than likely you would get a very simple, no simplistic answer. I'm voting Republican. I'm voting Democrat. It doesn't address the question that we're dealing with today. What is being advanced by any of the parties? That speaks to your recognition that things are not what they are supposed to be by now. Certain things should be ha- should be in existence by now, but they're not. And it's all prerogatives that are, you know, they they put in place whether we like them or not. We have no control, really, except through this, uh, I would call it, fictitious system of control, meaning you elect the people you think are best to govern. So I asked a question, and this is some of what we would get as answers. And it's getting worse. We shouldn't hide that. This system, which is at the bedrock of, uh, we told, of our society, it's in very bad shape. But we will pay attention and see how it unfolds tomorrow. Thanks so much for calling in and contributing. The conversation will continue. Thank you so much for participating today. Bye bye.